Welcome to the Morning Skate episode 217. Guys, it has been a while. Um, you got your host, Ked, here. Hal is also here. I'm fired up, dude. We haven't talked hockey in what seems like forever. A lot of things going on in our lives. This is the first official Morning Skate podcast to be taking place in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yep, I finally did make the move down here. It's pretty cool. We'll talk about it in beer league in a little while. Uh, but Hal, how's everything going, brother? How's how's life treating you? It's good, dude. Uh, excited. I feel like hockey's coming back. We took a vacation. I was thinking about, you know what it was? Uh, last podcast I said we were going to do next podcast would be the award show. We always get nervous with the award show. It never happens, and usually a hiatus follows. Uh, completely, completely forgot about it. Yeah, so maybe we can mix one in. Like, I still don't really know when hockey starts yet. Like, I felt like hockey was coming up quick. But then someone told me that Chell isn't getting released until October, which we'll get into. And I was like, damn, like, you still got, like, what, like a month? Do you know when the season starts? Like, I feel like Chell comes out before the season starts. Yeah, right? I feel like I feel like the season starts end of September. Um, my thing is – well. everybody that I've talked to has played that beta version of Chell, like, says the gameplay is sick. How do you make the gameplay any sick without changing the entire game? I feel like they keep they always say the gameplay sick and the gameplay is always exactly the same. Yeah, I don't know. I have I know one person that's playing the beta and they said they like it. They're not like professional. It sucks because they told me I got sent the link to sign up. I could have had it if I wanted to, but it's like one of those things. It's like, do I really want it this bad? Um, so I didn't fucking do it. But now wait, I kind of wait. You had the plug for the beta version, dude. Yeah, it was like open knowledge, dude. You don't have to be like an influencer to get it. Like anyone can play the fucking beta. You just got to sign up. I mean, that would have been way cooler if you played it off like like <laughs> you were the big swinging dick at the fucking factory, bud. But um, I don't know, man. I just – every year Chell comes out, and that's one thing that I've learned to just never really get my hopes up about. I think I'm going to buy it, though. I don't know if I'm going to be into it, but like I, I buy it every year, so I think I should just buy it, and I like – Bro, and we spent so much time playing that that EASHL thing, and like looking back at it, like that game's so frustrating because it's always just back doors, and like you're playing kids, and like I don't know, man. Like we went to high school together, we went to college, we played a lot of chill at hockey parties and shit. And, like I feel like you, me, and Fever Boy have always thought, or you know, we always thought we were halfway decent chill players, and then you hop online, and then all of a sudden you're getting dusted, fucking sixteen to nothing. It's one a.m. and Fever Boy Rex is begging me not to quit. I also, I agree, but I also think there's an element to, like, being, like, 20 years old and, like, 14 beers deep at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, in the same room as the other person that you just can't replicate online. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I'll probably end up buying it, dude. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I wanted, I wanted to bring this up really quick. Also, uh, before the podcast started, I was like, do you want to see my shirt? And then I was like, we'll say it for the pod. So check out the shirt, dude. It says, before the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks his closet for Brendan Smith, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think? What do I think, dude? I mean, it's a little bit of a fucking exaggeration. I mean, clearly, dude. It's a funny fucking t-shirt, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not actually thinking. How many of those? Is that like a popular item? Are a lot of Ranger fans rocking those? Did you make that personal? So I wrote a blog about like the Brendan Smith appreciation blog when he, when we knew he wasn't coming back. And like the last line was, you want to know what he earned the Rangers Jersey, whether he's on the team or not. And like, I was going to go buy a Rangers Jersey, Brendan Smith. So I searched Brendan Smith Jersey and that thing popped up to be like over $200. I'm like, yeah, I might have to pivot. So I kept just scrolling down the shopping section and I found this fucking t-shirt that says before the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks his closet for Brendan Smith. And then there's like a mug shot of Smitty on it. Yeah, and he's wearing a uh, Red Wings jersey too. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he was even more nails in Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, good for you, dude. I know you like it personally. If I saw a kid walking down the street in that t-shirt, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it would. It would get your attention, though. You'd be like, "Fuck, all right, that kid's kind of crazy, but he loves hockey." I guess, but you'd also be like, "Does that kid act?" I my first thought would be, "Does that kid actually think Brendan Smith's like the boogeyman?" No, my first reaction if I saw somebody wearing this T-shirt is that kid's a fucking wild card. Okay, too. <laughs> All right, I guess so. Fair enough. But, uh, guys, we're, we're just going to hop into it. We have some NHL in the news and stuff, but before we really even get into NHL in the news, I mean, there's this new documentary out on Netflix right now uh, that it's must-watch. It's Untold Crimes and Penal- Crime and Penalties. It has to do with the Dansbury Trashers. 
of the UHL. Uh, this one hit close to home to the boys because we always talk about like the Phantoms and the Thunder and the Adirondack, but for a couple of years, man, we had the frostbite and Barry Melrose and is it Steve Levy? Yeah. They, they were the owners of the Adirondack frostbite. They, I thought they had sick jerseys, like very underrated capital district jerseys. I still think the river rats are in first, but I put the frostbite at two. Um, and the games, they were fucking unbelievable. We, we, we didn't really argue about this before. I mean, we'll get more into the documentary, but it, it was a tough league. And we, like, I feel like we had a finesse type of team. I, correct me if I'm wrong. You said that you still saw a ton of fights and stuff like that. I wouldn't be able to name any fighters unless little John or Bell Andre fought and I didn't know it. Say that again. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's the thing we talked about before. I thought they kind of, um, I kind of thought that they like tried to pussify the UHL. I don't really know if I buy that. Like I, I felt like if you went to games, we talked about it. There was that guy, Ralph, right. Who had the video chirping like Hatcher and Chelios when they were in yeah. the UHL during the lockout. Like, <laughs> Chelios hit the tanning bed. Yeah. I just remember like in, so in the civic center, there's been AHL, UHL, ECHL teams. I just like specifically remember the UHL was a hundred percent, the biggest gong show. And I feel like it didn't matter. Like if they were playing the trashers, or a different team like they fought. I don't I don't know. I just put a little disrespect there. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like I doubt as many teams had as many suspensions and like their owner punching a ref in the face. And right, also, dude, like um uh Little John was a fighter. Didn't aren't you like boys with Pierre Luc Latour LeBlond? He was on one of those teams. Like he would have played Yeah, he would have been tossing them for sure. Right, so you see what I mean? Like there were there were loads of guys. I also thought it was crazy, um, and I know that uh, the Frostbite were so stacked, but to to leave out the fact that John Morasti was on that team too with the Trashers is like insane. Like, yeah, that's, that's usually probably a heavyweight on any other team, and like they didn't even fucking mention him. Yeah, but that's because what was their main fighter's name? I gotta look this up again. The dude who got his leg broken, then he trained all all the time. And b- spoiler alerts, by the way, if you haven't watched the doc, you should probably just fast forward. Brad Wingfield, that guy, he just screamed hockey enforcer to me, dude. Like that guy couldn't be any more of a hockey fighter if he tried. Like he he would get emotional, but he knew he wasn't really supposed to get emotional. And like he, dude, he was, it was insane. Like I loved, I loved the rematch leading up to it. And he's talking about how he's training and shit. And then when he goes to fight the guy, the cameras just magically turn off. Like it, that was one of the coolest documentaries I think I've ever seen. And I, I still think it, I would have thought it would be that cool. Even if the frostbite weren't involved in that league, I just thought it was incredible. There was so much shit going on that I didn't even know. Like, and the fans, dude. Like the fans are what the Adirondack like Thunder and the Adirondack Thunder have good fans, but like they that's who they want to be, dude. Like the Trasher fans were they yeah. were wild. They were great, dude. Also, I looked up Brad Wingfield out because I was looking for stats because he was like obviously a focal point of the documentary and I never really heard of him. And like one of the first links is his LinkedIn, and he's a concrete uh pump operator, which Duh. to me like I wouldn't trust anyone more uh, like con- concrete, no? He plays with concrete and he's got concrete hands. That guy, he is just, I mean, he, oh, he, he couldn't have been any more perfect. The Nigerian nightmare, Roman N D U R, I forget how to pronounce that, but he was, he had a brief stint for the Rangers. So I recognize that guy almost immediately. Um, Ricky Ziegler, who has been a morning skate follower for a while, he won Beer League Jersey of the Week. He actually sent me his Beer League teams like t shirt. This guy, I'm watching the show. I see a Ziegler jersey. I'm like, no fucking way. So I, I Facebook message him. Yup, that's him. And he's getting AJ Galante on the podcast coming up here soon, which is going to be fucking incredible. The the equipment manager turning off the uh, the showers and like the not giving them enough towels all while like pretty much trying to be that last chance youthful. Brent Gretzky. Brent Gretzky. I mean. Brent Gretzky being the first guy that he goes out and gets. I mean, that's that's just hockey one on one. Like this guy built a team that wanted to fight and had the pizzazz. John Cena ceremonial puck drop. Like, what else did you have on it? I don't know. Do you want to get into our three stars? You want to shoot them off? I think I just told them all, dude. Like, like what were what were your three stars? 
Oh, so you kind of mentioned it, the trainer, which we had kind of different, differing opinions on. Because, like, first off, I thought it was crazy that the equipment guy was at, like, West Point and shit. Like, he had gone D1, like, he had done all that. And then, like, he, be, like, pretended to be a mobster. I don't know if I should say that. I retract that. I don't want to make any accusations, so I apologize to that guy. But he was just, like, he was kind of a hardo yeah. when they when they interviewed him. Um, but I love the move. The sand on the ground. Bro, he was the last chance you football coach. Yeah, Brown, Coach Brown. Yeah, same guy. I saw like a not to totally sidebar, but I saw like Coach Brown like had like a TikTok with like thirty five likes, like rambling about how people are hating on his podcast, and he's just out here doing him. So shout out to him. But yeah, I think I'm being a little hard on him. Um, like the cold showers, you hear shit like that all the time. That was the first time I had heard sand on the ground, so that caught my attention. I really like that move. <laughs> um, and then just like like losing guys' equipment and shit, wild. Yeah. Uh, goalie's, goalie's equipment just disappeared, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> yeah. The section section 102, section uh, we talked about that. that. That was a highlight for me. I just feel like if you're like a minor league hockey team, you have to have a rowdy section or else your rank is just fucking crickets. Yeah, it has to, especially if you're in Dansbury. What was the um, – what's the section at the Glens Falls Civic Center? Section N. Yeah, so like section N, like here's the thing though. Section N, I kind of feel like they think their shit doesn't stink sometimes. Like if we're being frank, like I don't want to upset the section fan faith and faithful because I know you have a following, but like do you know what I mean? They kind of seem high and mighty. I hope I mean they gave me shit every single time I went up on the big screen. Oh, good. So fuck you, section N. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out section one oh two. My number one was Mike Rupp. Um Dude, I don't know. I just thought it was something funny about how, like, Rupp basically knew, like, he was getting money in duffel bags and shit, and he was just, like, cool with it. He was like, I'm on my lockout. Uh, I love that. I also love the way AJ was, like, he was, like, like I, I knew who I wanted, and, like, he starts talking about this yeah. guy who just won a cup, and then it's like, oh, shit, it's Mike Rupp. But, like, it fit because, like, you weren't going to get, like, Patrick Elias to play <laughs> fucking Danbury, but, like, Mike Rupp would probably go for, like, a bag. Yeah, dude. I just, I loved how passionate AJ was about all of this. Like he really was dude. And like, it wasn't, it's one of those weird things. Cause you hear about like dads buying their kids teams and you always kind of like, oh, okay. But like this kid fucking did it, dude. Like <laughs> he was like, a good GM. Yeah. He was a great GM. So that, so that was kind of the thing to me that I thought was funny. It was like, I, when it first started, I really wanted to hate him. Just like the way they show him. I was like, Oh boy, like, here we go. And then like, I know they didn't win championships, but the way he built his roster, like those two twins that got interviewed who were like weren't fighters, but I looked them up and they both had like good careers at Providence. Like they were D1 guys and they were just scorers. Like he found yeah. them like like he did a pretty good job of building a team. And then his For the community was outstanding. Like For the community, dude. Dude, just like the way people talk about getting clout all the time. Now this dude got Gretzky. Like that, that like sparked the attention. Like everything he did, like was positive, like PR for the team. It was nuts. Yeah, bro. When the enforcer, when he came back after he trained and stuff, they said that was like one of the biggest games in Trashers history. Like that was insane. Yeah, I know. I wonder if there's some rich guy out there right now wishing to bring back like an East Coast team to that. Oh my! I God. actually, I think they might be in the Fed now, but like, who cares? Right? That was that was one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. Great like, like kudos to them. And I can't wait to talk to AJ. I think that'll be really cool. Um, I'm trying to think if we're forgetting anything about. Nah, that's enough, dude. Save it for him. You'll figure it out. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, let's hop into NHL in the news. Uh, first thing on the docket, we're just going to give you a little Jack Eichel update. <clears throat> There's really nothing going on. Uh, him, the Sabres, the NHLPA, and the NHL had a meeting to kind of discuss what was going on. I don't think anything happened from that. You put down a note here. What do you think the spread at that lunch was like? I don't know, dude. I don't know if it was an in-person thing. I don't really think Eichel really wants to be around the Sabres right now. So I think that was probably Eichel showed up in like a, like a black sweatshirt, kept his hood up the whole time, and just was like disinterested. Talking. Yeah. Dude, I just think it's crazy that like it's gotten to the point where the NHL and the NHLPA just want something to happen because this is like one of the best players in the league, and he's just yeah. not going to be playing. It's fucking wild. Like, why can't? And I don't understand the logistics. I'm sure there's a very obvious reason, but I feel like the NHL should be able to step in and be like, let him get the surgery, dude. 
Yeah, dude, we're it's fucking what's the day today, man? It's September 8th. Like they were talking about doing this and like remember Free Agent Frenzy and like crazy. Does he get paid even though he's like disputing this? I would think so. I think it'd be a way bigger issue if he wasn't. Right, true. All right. Um, but and then the Anaheim Ducks were looking to make a hockey trade with the Sabres for Jack Eichel. The package included two NHL roster players, and one of them is believed to be John Gibson. So I like that. I know you're not a John Gibson guy. John Gibson is a good goalie. I think if the Sabres should realize anything, it's that that value keeps decreasing and decreasing. And I know the Sabres have that huge young Finnish kid, and I think they just drafted another kid this year too who might also be like a Finn. Like they're stockpiled with goalie prospects. But I, compared to what offers they're getting, like I think that could be good. Like if they build D first, like D out, maybe that's like a different way to rebuild. I don't know. I don't hate it for either team. Like I think it's logical for both teams to want to like make a trade like that, right? Like it's the most real to me. It's just the most realistic thing I've seen yet. John Gibson just reminds me of Ryan Miller. I don't know why. Probably yeah. I mean I get that probably because they're American and they both have black hair and five o'clock shadows. That's probably it. Uh, <laughs> that screams Sabers. I don't know. I can't believe that he's still on the Sabers. Kind of what? Kind of nuts. Um, Brian Kessler was interviewed and said, "If you want to win, you have to leave some money on the table." You wonder why Toronto struggles. Toronto struggles because they have two young players that make too much money. Whatever happened to the bridge deal that set that you set yourself up for a championship run? Does he have a point here, dude? Like. I'm kind of thinking about it. Austin Matthews is making 11.6. Marner's making 10.9. Tavares is the more of the experience. He's 30. He's making 11. Billy Nylander's almost at 7. I don't know. What do you think? It's kind of a catch-22. I get what he's saying because if the younger guys are making less money, you can go out and get a fucking big-name free agent, kind of like another Tavares on your team. But at the same time, dude, you have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner locked up till 2024-25. So – yeah, they just have money issues. It's a tough situation. Like, But I don't really think Ryan Kessler is discussing anything new, and I also hate Ryan Kessler. But, like, that's how the Penguins have been good. Like, Sidney Crosby <laughs> takes less money. That's how the Bruins have been good. Bergeron always took less money. Like, the teams that win, they usually do it. Obviously, if you look at the flip side, the Blackhawks, all those guys got huge contracts. And in the end, it kind of sucked, but it was worth it. So, like, I think it can work. It, I think it just comes down to – Maybe Kyle Dubas still hasn't figured out how to build a roster when you have all these talented guys, and then you need to like find depth. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes down too to having more young players ready to step up on entry level contracts. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with what he's saying. It's kind of like it's the curse of having really good players and drafting high. Yeah, and then you you put down a note. Toronto coming out with a documentary followed team series on Amazon Prime predictions. I mean, do you think they did this because they thought for sure a cup was 100% like going to happen, and then it's just kind of like, well, fuck, we lost to the Canadians. Yeah, I feel like they kind of do. I think that's probably what the thought process was. Like this was going to be the year, and they had it videotaped instead it just ended. I don't know. I hope they keep it going. It's going to be interesting to see. It's like the Bruins do this, the Oilers. I don't know if the Oilers still do it, but I used to always watch the reruns on NHL Network. Um, it's always like half entertaining to me and half like team – like promotions and propaganda and just yeah. like the team like trying to show that they go to charity events yeah, and shit. Yeah, but dude, the Bruins, I feel like run their shit way different because whenever the Rangers release something, it's always promotions. It's always PR. You you very seldomly get a glimpse to what a New York Ranger as a human actually is. Yeah. And behind the B, like you can tell who the Bruins are. I guess, dude, I just kind of like, I feel like this documentary at the end, instead of being like, well, that fucking sucked, they're going to be like, but the future is bright in Toronto. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's Give me some reality. I'm, I'm, is there a certain player that you're like looking forward to like seeing who they are? It would be nice for me to like really like kind of like confirm that I don't like Mitch Marner. Like I, I've always had the suspicions that he kind of <laughs> drives me wild. Also, like Austin Matthews, have you noticed? And it's probably not the worst thing for the league. And I really don't hate the guy for it, but like he's like in like Beaver's entourage now. Oh, like, yeah. He's like front seat at a lot of games. Like he's like a big name like celebrity kind of guy like oh, yeah. do you have a take on that he's I still kind of cool dude i can't tell if he's cool or not so like that's one of, that was my player that i'm kind of excited to see like what they're actually like because like you don't really get a lot of awesome matthews yeah he'll wear some like weird t-shirts to the game and shit like that but you still don't really know who he is right right and i and like mitch marner all i know is his dad like i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to watch though like 
Um, I'll probably tune in, but I'll hate watch it. Fair enough. Um, this is going to be really quick. Last year we talked about that hit on Danny Paye. I forget what uh, league he's playing in, but he got hit by Thomas Larkin. Fast forward, uh, he's facing trial for assault. Oh, this was four years ago. I remember talking about this on the podcast. We did. Um, wow, four years ago. The guy's facing an assault charge. And regarding his career ending, they call it a tackle. Maybe that's because of the country it's in. On Danny Pye, I don't think I did anything wrong in an accident that happens every game. And if you guys remember watching this video, he like, he like killed him. That was like one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen in my life. And this guy, four years later, saying, yeah, it's just a hockey play. Yeah, I honestly think like there's no way that guy can actually fucking believe that. And like to be honest, super dirty hit. I don't really understand where like criminal comes into play in sports. I feel like that's a super weird topic. But I feel like this hockey player is just trying to play it off like hoping yeah, so- like – the judge like doesn't know what hockey is and just like hoping for the best where he's like, no, like, this is how we play the game. Like, yeah. He like shows them, he shows them the Dansbury trashers like uh, highlights from a couple years ago before the trial starts. He's like, yeah, this is hockey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just trying to play the game. So I don't know, man, that sucks. Shout out Dan Pye though, though. I hope he's doing all right. Um, like I think he has, I've seen him like at Bruins games and shit, which is good. But like, that's one of those hits where it's like, holy shit. I have a question. Yeah. Was Dan Pye on the Rangers? No, Benoit Pouliot. Oh, he might have. He might have played for like ten games, but Benoit Pouliot definitely. Was Benoit on. Pouliot was. I can't remember if Danny Pye was on the Rangers. I kind of think he was, but yeah, he was. Yeah, he went okay. after the Bruins, okay. which is crazy. Twelve games. Yeah. I mean, people remember him for wearing the blue shirt. Um, uh, next, Roger. next thing. Uh, Really quick, uh, somebody tweeted out, thank God they're, for this couple. I forgot my wallet at home. They paid for my groceries and comes to find out it was Blake Wheeler. Uh, somebody needed a little bit of extra change. Blake Wheeler bought her groceries. She said she thanked, She was thankful, and she cried on the way home. I guess my question for you is, dude, I, I want to do this every day, but what's the most you would do for somebody you didn't know if you were making NHL money? What? I don't know, dude. Just oh, jeez. I don't know. I don't think. I think it also depends entirely on like how good you are. Like if I'm Blake Wheeler, good, and I I have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. So like, if you're like an elite hockey player, I don't know. Maybe like two hundred bucks. But to be honest with you, I don't know if this makes me a terrible person. That's just a tough. That's like an uncomfortable situation. And like, if she actually, if so, some here's what I'm thinking. If someone's card got declined, I think I would probably be like, all right, uh. Like, I'll pay for this because it's, like, they're clearly going through something right now or, like, yeah. there's some issue with their money. So, it's, like, fuck, that sucks. But if you forget your wallet at home, it's, like, just go back and get it and come back, lady. Like, I don't I don't think I owe That's fair. No, 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 I get that. And I, I, I guess what I'm going to say is just because, like, personally, like, not my family, just me personally, I, I've always been poor. It fucking sucks, dude. Like, I'm awful at that shit. So, if I had a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of money. Like, I wouldn't do anything all the time, but, like, I don't know, dude. If I was, like, driving down the road and somebody's car was, like, on fire or some shit, I'd think about buying him a fucking used Cavalier. In this market? In this economy, dude? I don't know, man. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm I, a huge, like, proponent of pay it forward. Like, I think that's actually, like, a really cool thing that he did. But Do you think if you were an NHL player at a young age and you have millions of dollars, you would have spent it all? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. My mom wouldn't let me. All right. Were you I about know, dude, I always said I always you said, like to like, buy stupid shit, so I feel like you would probably buy. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I always said like if I won the lottery and I got millions upon millions of dollars, I would put pretty much all the way in a bank. I would keep one million dollars to like kind of figure out what the fuck I was going on in my life, whether I'm going to buy a house or whatever. I'd still Lord, probably man. work, and then I would keep another million dollars, and I would try to spend it all in one day with the boys. Like if I had like if I won fifty million dollars or something like that, like forty eight's going in the bank, one is going to like my yearly thing to figure it out, and one is going to a giant fucking party. I like the one million there, and I would probably spend some that way, but I I would at least not bank like ten million dollars. Oh, you'd have ten. See, dude, I I think that's that's how people file bankruptcy, dude. I don't think so. If you put the rest away, but like then you cut it up because like then you're probably tossing money out to family, probably. That's where you get fucked, dude. That is where you get fucked. But the other, yeah, but you do it once and then you cut it off. And then also, like, I'm thinking, I'm probably buying real estate right away, like house. And then you got to have a vacation spot if you're that rich. So that's two houses. Like, I need mill. 
and then whatever I, you know, so I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of what type of money would you throw around if you had like fuck you money? So, <clears throat> um, God, the Carolina Hurricanes, dude. They uh, they threw an offer sheet at Yesberry Cock and Yemi. Did I nail that? Um, yeah. Montreal didn't match, and there's some things that happen with this. So he's going to get six point one million dollars for a year, but then there's things that went into the contract, like a twenty dollars signing bonus, and this all refers to last summer. Was it last summer or the summer before that when? The Canadians put an offer sheet on Sebastian Ajo that the Hurricanes matched. A lot of tongue-in-cheek type stuff. The Carolina Hurricanes have changed their Twitter bio to undisputed offer sheet champions. Just like classic. That kid is such a virgin. Um, and Montreal's not matching for Kock and Yemi. Becomes the first unmatched offer sheet since Dustin Penner in tw- uh, 2007. He put up 20 points in 56 games. The Canadians had to pivot, and they ended up training for Christian Dvorak. He put up 31 points in 56 games. Again, Kakanyemi's making one year 6.1, and then he's going to be a free agent. What do you have on all of this? I don't think I don't think I'm paying that guy 6.1 million dollars a year. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't know. The one thing I don't understand with the qualifying is like with the next year with the qualifying offer. I think it has to be a certain percentage now. I don't understand that because that's definitely like a bet. But like to me. Kind of like the move. Like, Kakanyemi, like, didn't really blossom. Like, if you ask me, he was a third overall pick. Um, crazy to think about. Like, a few years back, youngest player in the league when he debuted. I feel like the Canadians rushed him, kind of stunted his growth a little bit. They threw him at center. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I think if he goes to Carolina, he's young. Um, he's a top five pick. Some people say they reached a little bit, but he's a two-way player. In the playoffs, he's performed. Uh, so you throw a one-year waiver at him, and you get like a former lottery pick in the last five years. See what you got. You have a bunch of other fins down there. They had the money to do it one, which a lot of teams don't. So well, well point, they, they had the money to do it because Jake Gardner had like uh, surgery, and he's going to be out on LTIR for pretty much the whole year. So this was just kind of like extra cash that they kind of had floating around their pocket. So when yeah, you put it also, that way. Also because they didn't want to sign Dougie Hamilton to a nine-year, $9 million contract, which I think would have been a mistake. So, like, so like you're right, and they had that money because of Gardner. But, like, I don't know, take advantage of it. And it's one year again, so, like, I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't hate the fly, the flyer on it. I also get why Montreal didn't match. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of, like, it was kind of cool to see Bergeron take a loss. Like, you were all, all about him when he was jumping around. Uh, in his suit and like, hair. yeah, I don't know. Get a first and a third for a former lottery pick and then trade it for Dvorak. Who's like a good player. And you could say the same thing. Like that's the funniest part about this to me is like a lot of Habs fans are like cock and Yemi won't be anything, but now they're saying that Dvorak like just needs a new like opportunity and right. like the same fucking thing. Um, right. I don't know. What do you have on like the Dvorak side? I don't know. I think they kind of upgraded a little bit. To be honest with you, $6.1 million for that guy, I wouldn't have done that. Like that, he hasn't done anything. Um, I just, I don't know. What a, what an offseason for the Hurricanes, starting with them not signing their rookie goalie, Vezina, like in the running kind of guy. And then you sign Tony D'Angelo. And now you let Dougie Hamilton walk and you offer sheet Cock and Yemi. There's a lot of things going on. Also, the biggest I just, signing is Brendan Smith, though. T- um, Dundon. People are saying Dundon wants to be like uh, the Jerry Jones of the NHL. You got to build a pretty fucks like sick rink and like win Stanley Cups for like a decade before you're Jerry Jones. And I don't even fucking like Jerry Jones. That's true. Jerry Jones guy rocks out with his cock out, dude. Um, let's see here. NHL. Oh, the NHL's going to the Olympics, dude. That's pretty sick. Um, we are going to have NHLers next year in the Olympics. I think the last time it happened was Canada won gold, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody beat Germany in the gold medal game. Oh, are you talking about when NHLers were there? NHLers. Had to have been Canada. I don't know. I don't even know. Because Longquist won a gold medal. Was that before or after Crosby's golden goal? Here's my memory of the last Olympics. I was at Siena. You were still in college. Think about that when NHL players were there. And John Tortorella and the boys like got bounced quick. And we were, I was with you and we were hammered. And I pretty much swore off hockey for a couple weeks. So that had to have been when Sweden won. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a very quick fix. I'm guessing, what was this, 2014? 2014 Hockey Olympics. 2014 makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited, dude. Like, Canada, 
Canada won gold over Sweden. Canada beat Sweden. Okay. When did when the fuck did Lundqvist win a, win a gold medal? I don't know. Phil Kessel led the tournament with eight points. So let that one go. I think that was twenty ten. That had to have been twenty ten. And then um, so, so does that mean? Was that mean? No, twenty ten was Canada USA. So it was 06 when Sweden won. 06. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I guess I'm excited. Like the one thing that sucks is if you actually have a good team. Like what? Like watching a player get injured would be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that would kind of suck, but I mean, I'm pretty fucking re- revved up for this thing. Yeah, me too. Like, like that's gonna be fucking really cool, dude. I hope I hope USA does well. I I'm terrified of the roster selections. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like, do you have a do you have a gut instinct on the roster? If they, if they don't have the Kachuk brothers play together on a line, I'm out on it. I don't think they. I don't. I feel like that's probably not gonna happen. It should. Also, hundred percent should. Do you know who the GM is? No, I don't. Stan, I don't know anything about that. Stan Bowman. Wow. Yeah. So Stan Bowman, but Bill Guerin's the assistant general manager. Maybe that'll help out and like bring some grit because I used to like the Guerin Ronick. Bro, you put the. Teams. Are either the Kachuk brothers a center? Or are they both wings? Both wings. I don't know what type of gritty centerman you can put with those two, but you put those three out against like a Canadian line and you just tell them to just piss them off and just do dirty shit like that could be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I just don't, I don't know if they'll do it. Like it would definitely be a cool story. And I don't even know who you put at center there because I don't think the Americans even possess a gritty center. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like a Kessler Kessler in his prime would have been sick for that line. Here's someone projected JT Miller between the Kachuk brothers on the fourth line. See, I don't think JT Miller brings enough. Like you, like you need another type of Kachuk type player, and I don't think we have it. So I think you're right. I don't know. We'll see. But Pat, think- Patty Kane will be there for sure. Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel. Is Fox a left or a right shot? Uh righty. Fuck. There'd be Maybe still Fox be- Lindgren, dude. Who knows? Highly doubt Lindgren. Actually, I can almost guarantee Lindgren won't even sniff the lineup. Um, McAvoy. McAvoy. I was going to try to say something nice, but I retracted. I don't want that to happen anymore. McAvoy-Fox pairing would be pretty fucking I hope Fox gets paired like with like Jacob Slavin or something like that. Slavin's a pretty good player, though, isn't he? Yeah, I guess, dude. I don't know. It's just another hurricane Sick thing. Fucking trip, dude. Uh, keeping it international hockey, Belarus Hockey Association President Baskov receives a five-year suspension from the IIHF. Uh, the board cited sufficient evidence that Baskov has tried to directly influence others to support the Belarus government and has threatened to discriminate Belarusian athletes because of their political opinion, violating Rule 1221 of the IIHF Code of Conduct. Um, I don't know. I thought this is kind of a big story. Uh, their top 10 Belarus players, Mikhail Grabovsky, 296 points, Andrei Kostitsyn, 222 I think easily the best Belarus player was Ruslan Soleil. He was sick. He played 900. Yeah, him or, him or the Kostitsyn brothers. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's just something. Like that. Really and then you have a Belarus player quote. I didn't write that. Yeah, so I, the only, the only time, reason I wanted to bring this up, I talk about this all the time, Sweden Olympics, 02, right? Tommy Salo, the second closest to the miracle on ice that we've had since, where, <laughs> uh, where Belarus beat uh, Sweden, like, with a half ice shot on Tommy Sallow. And I was just looking it up after because I wanted to read about who scored the goal, which is really irrelevant. Uh, but the goalie for Belarus said after the game, said sometimes even a gun without the bullet shoots. That's us today. <laughs> what a quote. Yeah, that's a great quote uh, for a great moment in hockey. Like, uh, So I just wanted to shout that out. But, yeah, I've dude, since then I've always had a weird soft spot for the Belarus hockey team. But apparently you have. Apparently, it's a really fucked up country. That's like my understanding. It's like one of the more corrupt countries in the world. Um, but one great flag, right? Like yeah, Christmas colors, flag. but it's a little Good bright. Flag. Got some white mixed in there, uh, too. And yeah, Rosan Soleil was a great player. I don't know. I just always liked uh, Belarus hockey players. I like Sharon Govich on the Devils too. Quick motherfucker. So nice to see them have someone in the league again. But shame on them. And that was your international hockey update. Uh, we are now going to move on to. Can I actually? Can I actually really quick? I'll just do one of my heroes of the week because it is international hockey. Keep it fucking going. I thought it was funny that there were rumors that the IIHF was talking to China about trying to convince them to back out of the tournament because they stink so much. Yeah. Um, 
I guess that's never happened where a host country couldn't put on a team. Did Brandon Yip, uh, someone you interviewed, wasn't he trying to play for them? Yeah, yeah. He, was, I, he was trying, and I think he ended up getting shut down from that. Yeah, that sucks. I uh, can reach out to him and see what ended up happening. Like, that wouldn't be rude to ask, I don't think, from like Yip or what, what happened there. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, long time no talk. Why aren't you playing for China? Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was funny, though. Like, But to me – Part of the Olympic charm is that you have, like, a game you can beat, like, 15 nothing. Like, remember Anze Kopitar, Slovenia? He was the only NHL player, and, like, his dad was the coach, and his brother was, like, the fourth-line right wing. Like, yeah, dude, Nick Antropov for Kazakhstan. Yeah, so, like, I love that. Uh, so I kind of hope they stay, but I just wanted to throw that out there. No, and that, that was a good note. Good note, Hal. Um, Rangers Bruins, I just want to give a quick shout out to Rod Gilberry, passed away, Rangers legend. A lot of stuff in the post from Larry Brooks talking about he wasn't just a Ranger, he was New York City. Uh, rest in peace to Rod Gilberry. Um, before we get into Bruins, I don't, I don't, rest in peace to Jimmy Hayes. That was a fucking whirlwind of a week. Um, taken way too young. That fucking sucks, dude. Uh, you want? Can you talk about Jimmy Hayes just a little bit? Because I know that you're like a big Boston guy, and like you always talk about how, what what was his nickname? Was he the pride of Dorchester? Was that his thing? Yeah, it was. Because I remember that it used to really piss me off. Because all the Ranger fans, when they got Kevin, started calling him the pride of Dorchester. I was like, please don't get it twisted. It's Jimmy Hayes, dude. I don't really have that many inside stories. No, um, that's fine. No, I just I. But just, he was a great player. I don't know. I, he was like yeah. a great local player. Like, and it's. It's, it's, I don't know uh, how to say this, but like it kind of stunk for a while because it didn't really go his way in Boston. Like he had a few good games, but he had come off a 20 goal season with the Panthers, and him and Bolesky were the big signings. And I liked both dudes a lot and what they brought, but it just didn't work out with that team. So it kind of stunk. Um, but he was just always a good guy, is what it seemed like, and everyone loved him. So yeah, super sad. Super you're the worst. I think you're kind of – I mean, you're definitely a legend when, like, the first thing I can even, like, remember you or think of you as is the pride of your hometown. Like, that's that's pretty fucking cool. And mm-hmm. if you guys have listened to any of, like, the Cam Jansen podcast, uh, Missing Curfew, Spin Chicklets, all the guys telling stories about him and shit like that, just taking far too young, dude. And, like, I mean, how many, how many people do you know, like, grow up loving a sport – just dreaming about playing for like your hometown team. And then you end up doing it. Like that's, I mean, that's every little kid's like dream, like me hitting tennis yeah. balls in my backyard, pretending I was on the fucking Yankees or like just fucking wheeling around, pretending like I was on the ice with Mark Messier and like this guy and, actually fucking did it. And dude, he, and like I said, it wasn't always perfect. And like, he did get scratched, but like he was so positive about it and he liked it. And he never really, some dudes, like, hate Boston after they play for Boston. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you play for your hometown team and it doesn't do well. He didn't do that. And uh, probably my favorite memory, Mike Felger, who's, like, this – he's, like, the morning radio show, like, hates everything. The Bruins suck. Everybody sucks. Tom Brady sucks. Uh, he was, like, really heavy on Jimmy Hayes. And Jimmy – there was, like, a story that came out that Jimmy Hayes saw him at a bar and Nantucket. Like, I think it was right after he left the Bruins and, like, confronted him for being, like, a dick. <laughs> Which I loved because That's he was cool, after, like the one guy that just shits on every Boston athlete ever. So um, yeah. I always like that story. But rest yeah, in- fucking so rest rest in peace to those guys. And then what what else do we have on the Bruins? I, I saw that Patrice Bergeron today. He uh... God damn it, Ryan! I saw that that Patrice Bergeron today came out and said that uh, he will play out the final season of his contract and he'll figure out his future from there. It's going to be his 18th season in the NHL. That's insane to me that Patrice Bergeron's almost been in the league for two decades. And he doesn't even seem like he's old. Like, it's weird. Yeah. No, I guess it does for me, dude, because like I remember 03 um, when he was like 18 or 19, they're playing the Habs in the playoffs. And I was at like Disneyland and I was like 11 years old. And like, I was watching Bergeron on the Bruins and now I'm like an old fart and he's still there. So it's fucking crazy to me. I don't know. I think people are reading too much into this. I feel like he just doesn't want to think about it. He's old with like Tuca and Krejci this year. Like I've, it's like, it sucks, but I'm just coming to terms that it's like almost over. So nothing would surprise me. I hope he just is a Bruin forever. All right. So let's say Bergeron leaves. Is there a guy on the team that you think is ready for a captainship? And it sucks because like Char was a captain for so long 
And now Bergeron finally gets to see it was like it was kind of like a co-captainship, but they just never like really did it. Like everybody knew that Patrice Bergeron meant the world in that locker room. And you could tell like if somebody bumped him after a whistle, all four dudes would skate over and like try to fight whoever the fuck did that. Like Patrice Bergeron's one of the players in the league that like he just has that respect. Do you remember that Sean Avery story about how he was chirping Joe Sackick and like Brett Hull like pulled him down and he's like, You don't talk that way to Mr. Sackick? Like <laughs> I feel like Patrice Bergeron is that guy in this era. Yeah. No, I get that, especially after the concussion shit. Uh, answer your question. I think it's Marshand. I, he, As a captain? Yeah. He, I mean, he has oh, an yeah. A now. Like, I feel like he's got to be a leader at this point. Like, Chara, Krejci were the captains before him, Bacchus. Uh, and then after that, it was always Marshand and Krug. Obviously, Krug's gone, but, like, I would probably – I feel like he's earned the C, like, if Bergeron leaves – then you throw like an Ada McAvoy and uh Pasternak. Who are you who are your captains right now? You got you got Bergeron, Marshan. And to be determined. Oh, because Krejci's not coming back. I wonder who mm. gets it. Do you think it goes to Ma- like McAvoy? Do you think it goes to a guy like Carlo? I mean, I Carlo wore the A this year. I don't know if McAvoy's worn the A. I'm trying to think of dudes they always give the A to like the weirdest people. When guys aren't in the fucking lineup, I'm trying to think. I remember when Steve Camper had the A, dude. Yeah, Steve Camper wore the A once against the Rangers when they dressed literally nobody to play the Rangers. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to fucking ponder it. All right. Uh, do you have anything else with the bees? No, that's it, dude. All right. Uh, Beer League Roundup, dude. A little quick update in Nashville. It's been fucking sick, dude. Uh Honest, honestly, like this might be one of the mo- more fun beer league hockey teams I've been on in terms of amount of people that you hang out with. My last beer league team, like I hung out with, I would say two guys on the team pretty regularly. And like, it seems like this team every Saturday, my hero of the week actually is Merb's team pool parties. Like we just get the boys together and we rage at this pool. Back to back weekends. I lost a Tennessee Titans Jersey and you lost the mother. No, that was that was one. I that was my first weekend, and then my second weekend here, I ordered forty five dollars worth of Taco Bell to my place, and I fell asleep, and then I just never got the food. So I, I'm dash two hundred my last two Saturdays in Nashville. What is it like for you being somebody who like lived in the sticks? No offense, because I know you take pride of that, and now you live in a city and you have stuff like Uber Eats and like yeah, it's, like- it's yeah, it's a little different, dude. But like the cool part is, is like my apartment is I don't know ten minutes from downtown, and like. I would describe it as if I was on Route 50, like when you're about to go into Boston Spa and there just happens to be an apartment complex on the right. Okay. All right. So, yeah. like, like, I am in the city. Like, I work right downtown. That's pretty fucking cool. And, like, I don't know. I, I've gone out a few times, but I guess it really hasn't hit me yet. Oh, boy. It looks like you got a nice picture in the background. Yeah, that's Stewart's. Is it black and white? Yeah, it's black and white, except for the the logo of Stewart's. It's the middle girl Stewart's. Yeah, it's middle girl Stewart's. Did you take the photo, a black and white photo yourself, and print it out? No, I put up an Instagram thing, and this girl I worked with at Elms Farm like owns like a one thousand dollar camera, and she's like, "I'll go do that for you." What the fuck? Yeah, yeah you never like, told me that. Dude, you know what's actually really funny? So I had this girl do this, and like I, I was pumped about it. So I told my mom, and my mom already went out and bought me a framed picture of the middle grove stewards like she already had it so i have this in my living room and then i have a framed picture in my kitchen someone's gonna be like this guy really owns that fucking gas station yeah it's fun it's good though because remember that time we were like fucked up in that uber and like that guy was a japanese art salesman you promised them your first piece of art was going to be like an anime thing from (laughs) japan and you always told me you're going to call him but in the end you just end up framing a black and white Stewart's photo of <laughs> dude. I thought what happens in Nantucket stays in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard or wherever the fuck we were when that happened. Maybe we were in San Diego. I honestly forget. But uh yeah, I think this is more this is more my speed. Good. Well I'm glad to and, hear and you. For those, and for those not from upstate New York, Stewart's is just it's it's a gas station that sells the best food. It's not the best food. That's and convenience store, it's everything. Can I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that and I Big Stewart's fan here, but Stewart's is a gas station that sells above very good ice cream and dairy products. Elite ice cream, and they're the number one rated milk in New York State. And I would put it as very good gas station food. Thank you. With a preference on, with, with an emphasis on gas station food, but it, it so it is gas station food, but it's much better than your normal gas station. 
I mean, dude, gun to my head, I either have to eat Stewart's for dinner or Wendy's. I'm probably going to go to Stewart's. Yeah, but that's fat. you're comparing it to fast food. Like, I feel like if you tell someone it has elite food, they're probably thinking that you're getting like a chicken Caesar salad there. You can get a chicken Caesar salad. But there. why do you get the chicken Caesar salad? There? Yeah, whenever I'm on a slimmy mode. You're a sicko. Just saying, dude. I I pretty much eat anything there. I don't know why we're still talking about it. I mean, I fucking love Stewart's, but uh, right, what do you what do you think about Merb's team pool parties? Interesting, dude. I heard from the team that you guys are morale. So they weren't able to coordinate pool parties until you guys both showed up, and now they happen frequently. So it's good to hear that your locker room, guys. I feel like that's the easiest way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know you guys already knew a couple dudes on the team, but, like, the easiest way to really, like, fit into a team, I guess, would be to throw a pool party. Yeah, dude. What, what's kind of crazy about it is, like, there's probably six of us that hang out, and then I'm pretty sure the rest of the people on the team are, like, scared of us. Yeah, that's fair, though. That's always kind of a mix. There's always quiet dudes, like – you know what like I mean? Our second line center, I don't even know his name. I just call him nine because he wears number nine. Like, I don't even have his number saved in my phone. And I'll text him at like 1130 at night in the team group and be like, hey, nine, what are you doing? Does he respond? No. <laughs> don't scare him, dude. I don't, just be, you got to be a locker room guy. You got to, you, but you obviously just want to connect with nine, dude. But you can't dude, nine's him. a good player. And I've been telling people that. It, it's, it's a good group of people. Uh, shout out to, what the fuck did we call him when he wrote for us? Big Red. Big Red. Shout out to fucking Big Red, dude. Uh, his wife has a sick job at like this bowling alley club, and I think that's our team bar now. And it it's just it's fucking sick, dude. It's actually a lot of fun. But my zero of the week is so we. Whoa, throw whoa. Oh, we're doing heroes. Yeah, like I'm just throwing right. it in there. Yeah, right. and then my okay. zero of the week would so we're throwing these pool parties every Saturday, and our games are every Sunday. And holy fuck, hungover hockey is awful. Like, I've, I've played hungover open hockey, and I struggle with that. But being, like, violently hungover in, in a playoff game, I haven't done that since I was, like, 19 years old, bud, and I don't think I have it anymore. Yeah, I don't – dude, I don't remember the last time. I think the only time I've ever played hungover hockey recently is when I'm on, like, a two-day hangover, which, like – Yeah, or you're at an alumni game. Yeah, so, like – that's tough. I mean, you got to. I feel like you have to drink. Like, what's the rink's policy on beers? Oh, so th- thank you for asking me this question. The rinks. So this adult league is through the Nashville Predators, and the Nashville Predators built two rinks in Nashville. I think two, at least two. One in Bellevue, one in Antioch. So you show up to the rink. There's two sheets of ice. You walk in. There's predator shit everywhere. There's an outdoor shooting thing, so you can go hang out there and like play street hockey or shoot on whatever. And then after your game, you get beer tickets, and you go and you get pitchers, and you sit down in the little foyer. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable, honestly. Like, it's – I can't wait for you to check it out. It's sick. Love it. Dude, I am playing in a – I'm playing in a beer league tournament in, in Portland in, like, a couple weekends, and I was pumped. And then I checked the schedule. So, first, I thought I was going to be – I have to, like, leave work early. First game's Friday at 5 p.m. Tournaments do not feel the same when you still have to go fucking work the same day. So I think I should take it off. But then Saturday, it's, like, a noon game and a 5 p.m. game. I was like, all right, like, I'll just get buckled all day. But it's at two different rinks, like, 15. Like, I didn't didn't put that together. Like, what's the move? That's fine. Yeah, here's the move. You wake up in the morning, you get a nice fucking breakfast sandwich. You go to the rink. You have one or two beers. And then as soon as that game's over, you jet to the other rink and you sit your ass down and drink all day. Yeah, that's probably the move. That's the move. Yeah, there's a nice Italian place. Maybe get like a glass of red and some chicken parm for lunch. That's not a bad idea. I can't wait to watch you throw up red wine on the bench. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I got two zeros this week and that I'll transition into this. So this is going to go under beer league, but it's a good zero, I think. Dude, I've been having this issue for like six weeks Talk to me. weeks now. Talk to me. Where, where, and I don't know how to describe it, but in my skate, when I would be skating, like my foot never moves in my skate. My toe would be like going past the pad, like the foot pad, and like, and it would be like crunching down. And like my toe would be like bent. And like I couldn't figure it out. I honestly, so. I thought when I went to I went to Nantucket on a vacation, I rollerbladed like ten miles a day, and I thought that I forgot how to skate in ice skates because I rollerbladed so much. Like I convinced myself that I literally somehow like forgot how to skate <laughs> because my toes kept curling up. 
and it was going on for six weeks and I couldn't figure out why my toes were curling. And then one day I was fixing my skates and I, and I pulled out um, like the sole of one of them and I put the two soles in the wrong skate. So they were facing the other way. So there was like a huge hole where my toe should be. So it was going in the fucking hole, dude. I just had the soles in the wrong one. That was probably so uncomfortable. And I was panicking the whole time, dude. Like I, when I figured that out in the locker room before that skate, I was, it was like the biggest relief in the world. Like, I don't know. I was thinking about quitting hockey, dude. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I'm such an idiot. So my zero of the week is myself because like I was panicking. I thought I couldn't skate. Bro, how how fucked up do you have to be for 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 I don't know how many skates you had, ten skates in a row. Like eight. you didn't realize that the sole of your skate was backwards. <laughs> In both skates. I think I think there's a deeper issue here that we can probably get behind maybe after the podcast kind of talk it out. But holy shit. I'm glad you figured it out, bud. All right. My, my other zero of the week's Peter Dorian. This is a guy fighting for his fucking job. Here's his quote. Uh, the rebuild is done. Now we're stepping into another zone. This guy thinks he can throw this fucking quote around and Eugene Melnick won't have him on the hot seat. Like, what zone are the Ottawa Senators fucking stepping into right now? No, like. Are they a playoff team next year? Last I heard, the only thing going on is that they still haven't signed Brady Kachuk. Yeah, I don't – I dude, I don't know. But if I'm a Senators fan, I want a black T-shirt and I want another zone in like red and white print. And I, that's, I don't want anything else on it. I wish we're we in another it. zone. <laughs> yeah, just another fucking zone. We're in another fucking zone. Now, we talked about this before the podcast. Like, are Senators fans cool? Because I don't know if I've ever met one. I know, like, one, and, like, the thing to remember with Senators fans is, like, most of them are Leafs or Habs fans, so it's kind of an interesting subsect. Like, like, what do you have, like, I wonder what drives you to become a Sens fan, unless you, like, live directly in Ottawa, if you were always a Habs or a Maple Leafs fan, you know isn't what I mean? That the, isn't that, like, the capital of Canada? It is, but it's not, like, a big, it's not as big as Toronto or Montreal. So you could just be, like, a, a historian. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe you're just like about that. I don't know. I mean, you put they up got that cool movie. river you can skate. Yeah, I, I feel like the one thing with Sens fans, like I actually kind of like them and the Bruins have always had a good relationship with the Sens. Like they trade with them in division a lot. But sometimes like when things are going really well, Sens fans forget like who they are. You know what I mean? Which I guess we all do. Chris Neal, dude. Dude, never mind. Pierre Dorian, the reason he made that comment is because he just got extended. So this guy just got a contract extension, and now he's making fucking promises. He's not on the hot seat. So, dude, I don't, I, he said the rebuild's done. Now we're stepping into another zone. Maybe he just means that he stepped into the other zone. Just yeah, bro. Like, congrats. You fucking made it. Shout out to Pierre, dude. Shout out to Eugene. The fucking boys. So that was this episode of the Morning Skate. Do you have anything else, Hal? It was nice to talk hockey again, man. That's it, dude. I think uh... – I think that wraps it up well. Like, uh, enjoy your time in Nashville. It's good to talk to people. And I think we should still do an award show. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, and shout out to Brownie. Brownie's been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes shit, um, and he's been absolutely crushing it, and I appreciate him as, as a vlogger and a friend. And yeah. he, he might end up popping on the podcast with us this year because I think that he would add an element that – and he knows his shit. Yeah, I think we should – it would be good to have Brownie on. Interesting to get another Bruins fan perspective. I'm sure people would fucking love that. Uh, we should definitely get more people in the mix, like Beans. like to pick Beans' brain for a couple of minutes, maybe get Disco on to yell at him for like 15 to 20. Uh, yeah. Mix it yeah, up. That would be nice. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.